to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Hi, Ellen. So good. We aren't like actually in the same room this week. Um, I know, and that's weird because we have been for a long time. I know. Mom's on a little vacation, a little um, road trip with my husband. Yep, and I have the house to myself, and I am not hating it. So, <laughs> today we are going to chat about The Heiress Hunt by Joanna Shoup. But first, Mom, what have you been reading and watching? Well, because I'm not in the state of California, I was able to go to a movie in a theater today. Yes. So, it was amazing. Um, my husband and I went and saw the movie The Courier with Benedict Cumberbatch. And it was very good. Um, what else have we been watching? That's it. We yeah. watched a couple episodes of Band of Brothers last night. And I have to say, if you have never seen Band of Brothers, it's really it good. is an amazing show. And I highly recommend to everyone to watch it. Um, yeah. First of all, there's many good looking young men in it. There Second are. of all, they're going through tremendous peril. But I think that it should be like mandatory watching for any person yeah um I just think it's just so good anyway um that's really all I've watched because I'm on a trip what have you been reading oh thank you I did finish an unexpected peril I believe is the correct title by Deanna Rayburn which is the sixth book in her Veronica Speedwell series and those books are just fun and delightful and I loved it and then I read The Heiress Hunt yes, by Um, Well, since mom has been gone, I um, have been watching all of my um, YouTube podcasts that she finds annoying. Um, there's one that I watch called Frenemies, and it has a woman with a very grating voice on it. And so I watch it when mom's away. Um, so I've, I've been watching that. And then also they are trying to make more mystery science theater. So there's a Kickstarter for that, which I did donate to. And um, I have been watching some of that lately as well, just to get into the, the spirit of things. Um, and then I did start a workout program while mom was gone and it is freaking Killer. It's called like Epic and it's by Caroline Gervin. And she's this like North Irish personal trainer and she's got like a 12 pack and um, <laughs> she's insane. And her workouts are freaking intense and I can't walk today. So that's been fun. Um, as far as books, uh, I read The Heiress Hunt and then I read Dear Ava by Ilsa Madden Mills. Um, it's new adult, I guess. Um, and there's a lot of content warnings for this one. It's um, she goes through a, a rape, essentially, definitely. And, um, and then she, but she doesn't remember who did it. And so she... Is she knows it's one of the football players and then there's this football player who's been like in love with her this whole time and so he kind of helps her try to find out who did it um they are in high school they're both 18 they're both seniors in high school um I think sounds like I, Veronica Mars yeah um I think what I've decided is that I'm too old to read about high schoolers having sex like it just it was and it was pretty like intense and ruckus and I'm like you guys are babies and I don't know that I necessarily want to be reading about this <laughs> they're 18 and that's fine but um I don't know I was just kind of like I mean the book was good um I, I say this every time I read a new adult. I don't know why I keep reading them. I don't know that it's like the genre for me, but um, I'll, I'll probably keep trying if I hear they're good. And I <laughs> heard this one was good. So, um, and it, it is, it's just, I don't know that it's for me necessarily. Um, very angsty. 
And then I'm like a chapter into the intimacy experiment by Rosie Dannon. Um, and really excited to like dive into that one and see what she's got up her sleeve this time around. <laughs> um, so yeah, so and that's that's what I've been up to. Um, we were going to record on Thursday before mom left on her trip, but mom didn't have the book read. So I did not. That's why we are recording remotely. Um, and maybe the quality is not as top notch as it always is. Well, and we're going to need to do it again next week too, because I'm going to be gone for yeah an extended period of time. Yes. Um, okay. So today we are chatting about The Heiress Hunt by Joanna Shoup. It is the first book in her new series, The Fifth Avenue Rebels. Um, we have previously talked about Tycoon by Joanna Shoup on the show. Um, and I think that's like my only other experience with her. I think there's a, there's also a like, but I think I read that whole series, right? Yeah, you did. I, I think I read magnate, which is like kind of a prequel to tycoon. Um, I think that's the name of it. Um, so that's where we stand on the Joanna Shoup. And I know that a lot of people love her uptown girls. I think is what it's called. Um, series, so we have not read that one is what I will say. Um, here is the back cover description for The Heiress Hunt. Knickerbocker scoundrel Harrison Archer returns to New York to discover that his deceased father has bankrupted his estranged family. To save them from ruin, he's forced to quickly find and marry an heiress. For a matchmaker, Harrison turns to the one woman he wishes he could marry, his childhood friend and true love, Maddie, who once broke his heart and is now engaged to a duke. When her best friend Harrison left for Paris without a word, Maddie Webster took refuge in her infatuation with tennis. Now Harrison is back and needs her help in finding a bride. Begrudgingly, Maddie arranges a house party in Newport with a guest list of eligible heiresses. But watching Harrison flirt with potential brides is more than she can bear. When Harrison and Maddie reunite, the passion between them ignites. But with their marriages to others looming, time is running out. Is their fate inescapable or can love set them free? Mom, what did you think of the heiress hunt? Um, I liked it, really liked it. Maybe I had some quibbles mostly with characters, but um, uh, I think I really liked it. I think I really liked it. I think I'm at a like on this one. I I didn't like hate reading it, um, but there wasn't anything where I was like, oh yes, love, uh, I don't know. It was interesting that we did this book right after watching um, the Philadelphia story because yeah, I true. had, they were similar, kind of a spoiled little rich kids thing going on yeah. and in a similar vein as that movie. And um, and I know they're different time periods, but that's He's just kind, kind of, of a, a sporting, sassy yeah. heiress. And he's also, yes. yeah, no, I, I get it. Um, I think this one suffers from some first book itis, which we'll talk about. Um, and I'm way more interested in every other character that's in this book, which we will also <laughs> talk about. Um, I do. I really like Joanna Shoup for the time period that she writes in. I like this kind of American Gilded Age. We don't read a lot of these and I think it's really interesting and I, you know, maybe I'm biased, but I do kind of like the more freewheeling nature of the Americans versus the Brits, you know, um, we're not as stodgy. Well, and they're not as uptight about titles and things. And, and, it, you know, there is a Duke in this book, but, yeah, um, you know, it's just not as big a deal in America as it is over yeah. in England. Yeah. Um, so that's what I will say, like kept me engaged is just kind of the setting and, um, and other things, but we'll talk about it. Um, okay. What did you think of Maddie as our heroine? It's almost impossible not to talk about the two of them together, but yeah, Maddie is our heroine. The problem, 
<laughs> okay. Um, I liked Maddie for the most part. However, um, she is, the whole thing with this book is she just lies off the handle about everything. Mm -hmm. And everything is just, you know, oh, you've done this. And so now we have to separate. I mean, everything is like, okay, we've done this. And so now we have to get married. Now you've done this. So now we have to separate. And it's just like, do you want to give this some time? Do you want to work this? Well, she is because she does want like in her defense, she is kind of like, I need to take this slow. Like you're pressuring married part. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was pressuring her she and then she got compromised and then she they had to get married. The so okay here's what I will say about both of them they totally flip-flop for me because the first half of the book which we're going to talk about this book in halves because I do think there's two very distinct halves and I feel differently about both of them um so just in generalities they totally flip-flop for me. I really didn't like him in the first half. I really didn't like her in the second half. Yeah. Um, and I was totally team her in the first half and team him in the second half. Um, about Maddie, I like the kind of female tennis player aspect. And yeah, you totally do get like a Katherine Hepburn vibe from her. Um, and uh, I, I like... I like her as a person. Well, I can't even say that really because they both are very in- entitled. And I think that yes. um, kind and, of, and that's the, that's the feeling I got from the book was the spoiled little rich kids and they would, you know, fly off the handle, you know, about any little thing and her in their marriage, I thought she was terrible through most of the marriage. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, let's give this some time everything that he did and that he didn't that she kept accusing him of lying to her first of all like the day they got married she Mm -hmm. goes off on this why didn't you tell me why didn't you it's like you just married him and he and he's been gone for three years and and he's been gone for three years and and like her friend was it helen was that nelly 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 um said you know you can't learn about three years of his life in one day because it was literally one day yeah and to me I'm thinking well he told you like within a day of marrying you that seems like that's pretty good you know but yeah and then she gets really super mad at him for keeping secrets from her and then um and the second one it's just he was trying to keep her safe and didn't want to ruin her tournament and I mean I get that And yeah, maybe she's mad about that, but she has to be able to see that he did it for good reasons. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. But also, like, I do feel like she does come around on that. Like, she does realize, like, take a step back and realize that she did, like, kind of fly off the handle. In, like, fairness to Joanna Shoup, I think Joanna Shoup is very aware that these people are like this. Um, And she wrote them like that intentionally. Do you know what I mean? And um, because, you know, we talk about this all the time, you know, there's at least people around them that are calling them out that Joanna should be writing the dialogue for. Well, And and it could be that that's, you know, their journey. They both were kind of immature and, and bratty and uh, needed to grow up a little bit. And maybe that's, you know, the point of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, Generally speaking, what did you think of Harrison as our hero? See, now I had a problem with him because he was so pushy and pushy and pushy. And, and we've mm-hmm. talked about this, so it's not very fair, but because <laughs> I'm going to steal your thunder here. But um, yeah, you are. You're about to say okay, you what go first. Okay. Well, I don't like that he rolls up and is just like, okay, um, I... Uh, oh, she's engaged or she's about to get engaged. Well, that ain't happening. She's mine. And he just like expects everything to fall in line just because he happens to roll into the country, you know, at this particular point in time. Yeah. I think this book would be better served and Harrison as a character would be better served if he had kind of left wanting to like improve himself and wanting to be worthy of her or whatever you know we've seen that done a bunch of times in romances um I think that 
I would like him better if um, he had been kind of away, always kind of aware of what she was up to, you know, keeping track of her tennis career, keeping track of who she's seeing. Um, and then because he hears she's about to get engaged, he's like, okay, I got to get back there and, you know, step in before he, it's too late. If he came back specifically yes. to- win her I really just don't like this whole thing of he's been he's been totally not thinking about well he has been thinking about her but he's been you know actively avoiding hearing about her for three years and then he happens to roll into town and is just like she's getting married I don't think so she's mine like I'm gonna make her mine by any means necessary I don't like I didn't like that it seems very selfish like we were saying manipulative and manipulative and and maybe like the the situation that I'm describing wished ha- that I wished it happened maybe that sounds like more stalkery but I think a it's kind of more romantic and b it seems like calculated that he's been away from her and you know that this is something he's been actively like wanting and thinking about for the three years that he's been gone, as opposed to just like on a whim is like, no, I want her. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So that's my thing with him. Um, and, and, and I agree. I think that he, um, this whole mentality of, I want my family's business. So I'm taking it. I want her. So I'm getting her. And, you know, just everything is just, you know, I'm going to take, I'm going to take, I'm going to take. And it's like, dude, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about up until they get married, which I think of as like kind of the first distinct half of the okay. book. Um, so this is when he pisses me off, which kind of I just talked about. Um, but yeah, he really he really pressures her and um, is very kind of selfish and manipulative in, in his actions to get her and um, really shows no regard for like the conventions of the time too. Like, I just don't think that that also didn't ring true. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading yeah. into that a little bit much, but um, I also don't love the plot to take down his family, but then later we, they are like kind of the worst. So I wasn't like, I, I wish that, I wish that in the end he kind of realized like, okay, I didn't have to be, as vindictive because that's more like harmful to me as a person than it is to them. It's also harmful to them, but. And it would have been nice if his relationship with her made him realize that, you know, maybe screwing over his family isn't as important as it needs to be, you know, as as it was. There's no, like, that is, that is the end game is like, he takes down his family and puts his brother in the mailroom, which I'm not mad at that necessarily, but like, I don't know, throw, throw, I guess he like gives them the house, the one house and stuff like that. So it's like, it's not like, and we don't even hear what happens to his mother. After yeah. All it's not like they're the- begging on the street, I guess, but um, I don't know. I just wish that he had kind of like come to a better resolution on that front than, yeah. than he did. Um, but yeah, I, I was totally team Maddie in this first half where he is just coming after her hardcore and not even like giving her any room to catch up really. Um, And she kept saying, I need time. I need time to think this through. And everybody just kept pushing her. Yeah. So I really was upset with him in the first half, but now let's talk about the second half. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This is when she pissed me off. Um, so they have, she finds out that, um, he hires these guards to protect her because his brother, when he, when he starts to take over the company, his brother and mom make all these threats against her, um, because they know that she, he loves her and, you know, well, that she's his weak point. And so they start like threatening her life. And so he doesn't want to screw up her tennis tournament, but he also does not want to send her in there like completely unprotected. So he hires these guards to like secretly protect her while she's away from him. Um, 
I did not think that that was so wholly out of line. She gets really pissed off and is just automatically like, this isn't going to work. You don't trust me. We need to get a, an annulment. And, and he's like, okay, if that's really how you feel, then we'll do it. Um, couple things here. I did not buy that this woman who, when he was pressuring her to break her engagement to the Duke was like, I can't do that. That's just not done. That's, that's not something that we do in this day and age. And then when he's like, let's get an annulment, she's like, okay, yeah, that's what we should do. I'm like, well, that's <laughs> not done either. Home girl. Like, yeah, I don't, I, I that seemed like really contradictory to me. Um, and also she just throws in the towel so quick. It's seriously like a few days after they've been married that they have this fight or it seemed like a few days. I don't know. Maybe it was longer, but, and I will also say this is also when I knew I needed to read Nellie's book. I might not have like loved this book, but I really like Nellie as a character and I love that she was there. I wrote down these two lines that she says. She said, you've been married a minute, Maddie. Goodness, give goodness, give the sails a bit of time to find some wind before jumping out back into the water. <laughs> and then the next one, if you want perfection, then you'll never find it because no one is perfect, not even you. So that's, I. so Nellie really makes me think that Joanna Shoup is very aware that her characters are immature and that all of this is intentional, which makes me kind of give it a bit of more of a pass than sometimes we do give them, but it didn't necessarily make it any more enjoyable to read is where I land, I guess. I would say yes. I would say I agree. I would say, um, and even like the end was sweet, you know, when she, and, and then also, you know, so they get divorced. And he like hops on the next boat, like the next day. It's like, why don't you stick around and for goes, a while? And goes to the Duke and is like, please take her back. I'm like, what? That ship has gone and sailed, bud. I don't <laughs> yeah. know what to tell you. Well, it just seemed like, you know, we've been married, what, two weeks? Or I can't even remember what it was, but it wasn't very long. No, it And wasn't. so they're getting an annulment. And I don't know. It just seemed like these people are so impetuous. I mean, everything yeah. was just so impetuous. Yeah. And, and even with him, like he wants to leave and I get that he wants to leave and, and go to Paris and get out of there, but you don't stick around for a couple of weeks. Well, and, um, and this is another thing where I was like, okay, he doesn't seem to have grown all like, cause I, I kind of felt like, okay, so he gets some of, I don't know, but like when he's just like, okay, friends who have been really good to me and who I ditched for three years, I'm going to ditch you again. And don't contact me for several years because I can't hear from any of you. I'm like, what a dick. Like I don't, and I wouldn't contact wanna... his old mistress right away. And it's like, geez, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> At least seem a little remorseful for a hot minute. Yeah. And like just kicks his friends to the curb, which I'm like, they didn't even do anything, but like have your back through this whole Try situation where you were kind of a dick um so so yeah I don't know yeah. do you have do you have any other thoughts about the conflict it seemed like there was something else I was going to say about that um well the whole conflict was irritating I mean she was super irritating during the conflict I know um, if Mom, she had a cell phone I, she, if I she was... had a cell phone she would have turned it off <laughs> <laughs> mom I was ahead of mom and mom's like, I can, she's like, she's already pissing me off with all this stuff. I'm like, Oh, just wait till you get to the conflict. Cause I know she's going to piss you off if she's already pissing you off in the, you know, first part. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. They, they were both just kind of, they were hard characters to read and care about. And I think that they'll be happy together now, but only because they're both kind of entitled little brats. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, I, well, when I first started the book, I, I, I was like, you know, I was into it. I was into the time period, the setting, the whole thing and, and, you know, the story and that, but then as it went on, I was like, yeah. And I don't, I don't like, I don't have a problem with any of the general pr 
premise plot points. I don't have a problem with him like wanting to come in and steal her away. Like we've read that many a time. I just don't like the way he does it. I don't have a problem with them getting in a fight over him being too protective. We've read that a thousand times as well. Um, I just don't like any, even if she had just said like, I need to take a step back. I, you know, I need you to finally give me the space that I've been asking for from the beginning. I think we need, I'm going to go live with my parents for a little while. You stay here. Like, even if that had happened in that fight, as opposed to like, I'm down, I'm out, out, you know, like, (laughs) I think I would have preferred that, you know, and, um, I don't know. Cause then at the end, I really don't feel like either of them seemed all that improved as people or that was, that was my thing too, is, is cause I kept thinking, well, maybe this is the journey. Maybe this is what they're supposed to learn from, but then I never felt like that was wrapped no. up that way. So, because like, I think we're supposed to think him um, like going to the Duke shows growth and maybe it does to a certain extent, but also that just seemed very childish to me where it's like, yeah. I'm just going to make all everything go away. Like, no, that's not how it works. I don't know. Like, life works. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's speculate about who's going to end up with who. Cause we were already doing this. So okay. I, I read the second description, Alice Lusk and Kit end up together. Um, which I'm excited. I really liked Kit. Again, I thought his he treated his friends like crap, and I really liked all his friends. So yeah. I'm excited. I like this series seems promising because I like all the other characters. I just did not <laughs> like these two people. Um, I think, and then mom and I were talking about this. I think that they were hinting that Lockwood, the Duke, and Nellie, her very saucy friend um have some sort of history mom was saying she thought it was happening like they were they were the two that he was who she was meeting up with at the pool I don't think that is the case um I think that they have some previous history that is they kind of like hinted at a few times and I think that they are going to end up together which is going to be a fun book because he's like a stodgy duke and she's a saucy American heiress and you know yeah she is I really liked Nellie. I really liked her character. I really I liked, liked that she Nellie. was, even though she's like blackballed by society, I like that she is like the voice of reason for yes. Maddie. And I'm only going to be disappointed if we get to Nellie's book and like all sense of logic is completely out the window. Yeah. <laughs> Where like all this rational thinking that we saw from her in this book is completely like forgotten when it comes to her own book, which I mean, I guess that's somewhat lifelike that we can be rational with other people and maybe not always ourselves but um and then just by like process of elimination I guess Preston and Catherine um will probably end up together just because Catherine was which one she was the friend who um like set them up at the gazebo oh yeah 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 got it um so that's and then the other friend we didn't see much of because there's a forest too and he oh yeah he showed up yeah a little bit there but not much I'm trying to think if there was another heiress that it seems like there there were there were like a bunch of them and they they introduced enough of them enough to that any of them would probably work in we'd have to probably read more books to see yeah so I was telling mom this this one it it really kind of reminded me because I just did that reread slash re-listen of the Ravenel series and when I read Cold-Hearted Rake which is the first book I was like wow I I really this book really just makes me want to read the rest of the people you know get to their books and this book is very much the same if not more so because <laughs> I think she does a really good job of setting up the world, the friend group, um, these kind of er- Fifth Avenue heiresses and things like that. Um, so she has me intrigued about the series, but I was maybe not necessarily completely on board with the book itself. Is that? I, I can see that. I get that. Yeah. Um, 
let's talk about sex, baby. Um, they have it. They do. They um, do. I okay. <laughs> let's talk about the sardines scene for a second. <laughs> Yes, I thought it was going to turn out that it was someone else. Someone else, me too. Because um, it seemed so completely like out of left field that she's going for it because yeah. she was not feeling it, it didn't seem like. And then all of a sudden, she's like, rubbing. Well, I'm doing this, rubbing his leg, and, rubbing up on him. Yeah. So I thought for sure it was going to be one of the other heiresses, but then like, as it started getting further in, I'm like, well, it better not be one of the other heiresses, <laughs> like very against the romance rules. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I think like we were supposed to like think that that scene was hot, but I wasn't feeling that scene. Well, it seemed weird to me that they were all crushed in there together and here she's trying to cop yeah. a feel while they're, um, I don't know. It just okay, seemed a little. So like the Americans in comparison to like the Victorian English, we are like a little more fast and loose. Um, but there was a couple things in this where I'm like, I don't know that we're that fast and loose, like, especially still for that time period. Um, there was a couple things that seemed slightly too modern thinking. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's that's what you know. A lot of yeah, a lot of the books with our history you know, over modern thinking gets thrown in there, and I thinking really is that the way they would have played that? Yeah, but um, but yeah, that was a weird scene, and it was very like out of the blue. And then she like acts like it was like, what are you talking about? What I mean, yeah. like even after it happened, I was like, was wait, it, it was her, right? <laughs> I know that was me too. I'm because yeah, she's like, uh, what? Uh, and I'm like. Okay, are you playing coy or like was it straight up not you? Not that was you. <laughs> it was all just very weird. Um, the other thing that I will say about the sex is, um, you know, because he he done did her right on like the wedding night and things like that, yeah. you know, um, and kind of brings her around to the ways of the flesh, um, and you would think. <laughs> that that would be part of her consideration in talking about her annulment like okay 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 let's let's slow down he's been doing he's been doing you good girl like are we really gonna <laughs> step away from this um like so quickly um I don't know maybe that's just me well even because they have their wedding night then she gets pissed off at him and then like they don't sleep together again for like a week or something I mean yeah. you know it's a while before he gets back up in there and <laughs> um you know and then finally she comes around and it anyway their whole marriage just irritated me yeah yeah I'm I'm with you um what is your swooniest moment <sighs> I think I am gonna go with the wedding night um just because it was one of the only times where they were like on the same page. And I did think it was pretty swoony how she, cause she was all pissed off at him. And she's like, there's no way, you know, that we're going to sleep together tonight. And he's like, Oh yeah, watch me. And, um, <laughs> you know, kind of, and he, and he makes it happen. Her, well, even you know. though, even after like he makes her happy, you know, he's like, well, we don't have to, if you're still mad, we don't have to do anything more. And she's yeah. like, no, let's do this. And yeah. so, you know, that was pretty sweet. Um, yeah. I don't usually like to pick the grand gesture, but I was so irritated with either one of them throughout most of the book. So the grand gesture, when she shows up on the ship, I thought that was kind of sweet. Yeah. It's also sweet. Like when he, he is sweet, like about her tennis career and when he, yes, he is. kind of, picks out a house for her just because it has a tennis court and um you know gets the coach that she really admires and things like that um it did he did did a lot of sweet things for her he did and and that's kind of that's part of the why I got so frustrated because like they I don't love the way that like it went down with him 
getting her to the altar, but he really tries like his darndest. And I thought like was doing a good job in trying to make her happy. And it's, I don't, for me, it's like, okay, you're in this situation. You're in, you know, early 1900s or what, what a late, when is this supposed to be like late 1800s, late, late 1800s America where we don't have any rights anyway. So let's just, you know, jump on board with this, this ship. Um, so it's like, you're in this situation and he is making the best of it and like treating you like a freaking queen. And yeah, he's keeping a couple things from you that he thinks are for, I don't know. I, cause I, I was like on board with him in the second half. Cause I'm like, you know, he's, he's doing good. And I don't know. He was really trying hard. And even the things he did that made her mad, he did from a good place. I mean, he, yeah. and so, you know, you got to train a husband a little bit and it's just not going to be like Nellie said, he's not going to be perfect. You yeah. gotta, you gotta work, work on it sometimes. Yeah. And so I, I found him pretty like nigh on faultless in that second half. I don't know. Cause which is why it was very strange. Cause I was really pissed off with him in the first and then they just <laughs> completely like flip flop. So it was a very strange, I don't know. Yeah. So that's, that's where I land with this one. It did really make me want to play tennis. I used to play tennis like every night when I lived in LA um, with a group of friends. Um, and then I got a dog who didn't let me play tennis every night and it made me sad. Um, so it did really make me want to go play tennis. I need to get I'm a terrible money. tennis player. I'm terrible at any sport. Well, I'm not good reflects. at tennis. I, d- I didn't say I was good at it, but I enjoy playing it. And I'm like somewhat serviceable pun intended, um, at tennis, like as far as sports with hand eye coordination and balls flying at my face. <laughs> um, there goes your social life. There goes your social uh, life. The, um, <laughs> The, uh, well, I am blind in one eye, so I have zero depth yeah, perception, very janky depth perception. Yeah. So any, and I, I, especially when I was younger, I played lots of sports. I played volleyball. I played tennis. I played a lot of stuff. I was never very good because I was never, you know, because well, I, I don't, don't have, have that. I don't perception. have that excuse. Um, no, I just, just never, I've never been good. I think we've talked about this before, but there I had, I hold, I probably still do, but I doubt anybody's keeping track anymore. I hold this, the record at my elementary school for being hit the most times in the head with a ball of some sort. I got, it was like 36, I think is where I landed. Um, like I would get calls and they're like, Ellen's in the nurse's office. She's okay. But she got hit in the head with a ball again. She got hit in the head with a ball during PE and (laughs) soccer ball, tennis ball, um, tetherball dodgeball in your defense you have a ginormous head I do have a ginormous head and I have no athletic skill whatsoever is where in my defense I had to give birth to that ginormous head so (laughs) and we've talked about this before but I came out with my ginormous head and my elbow like yes under my head yeah so she birthed both of those at the same time I did birth all all that going on and I was here first like all of that is pretty impressive mom yeah, I, I am pretty impressed that one. Thank you. I didn't, I didn't say that. I said your, <laughs> but I your, am. Your, your it, cervix is impressive. Irregardless, <laughs> which I know is not. <laughs> yes, um, my, my cervix is very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> um, okay, let's hear from some of the listeners on what they thought of this one. Um, one of the Sarah's said, I read an arc back in November. So forgive me if I have forgotten some of the details. I'm not a fan of the friends to lovers trope because the conflict normally hinges on something that could be cleared up by talking. This is very true and cleared up by talking and cleared up by talking by two people who claim to be like closer than close. Yeah. And like talked is, about everything. Yeah. And it's like, well, obviously not. Cause you two can't get your shit together to save your life in this book. So what's yeah. changed anyway. 
Um, Sarah continues. That was definitely the case in this book. Yes. I didn't think Maddie and Harrison had a lot of chemistry. I was more interested in the side characters. Girl, same. I will say Joanna Shoup's writing was lovely as always. And I'm looking forward to reading the books of the side characters. Yeah, totally. Totally agree. Like across the board on that one, Sarah. Um, Cassie says, this was my first Joanna Shoup. And I think I may need to try another one by her because this one was sort of lackluster. Yeah. I didn't really like Harrison or Maddie. Their communication was terrible and I wasn't even necessarily rooting for them to stay together in the end. Yeah. That's kind of where I land. I did like the glimpses into women's tennis at the time. And I always appreciate a historical that isn't set in Regency era England overall, just a like for me. Yeah. Basically same. Uh, Tiernan says this was not a love for me. It started out great and then started to go downhill once the house party got underway. Um, I did not like Maddie or Harrison and their chemistry wasn't that strong. I felt that there was too much manipulation on his part regarding Maddie and they had poor communication. I was surprised at how disappointed I was because I've loved everything that I have read by Joanna Shoup. Uh, There was just something lacking here. I agree. When I first started it, I was like, oh, this is going to be a fun one. I, you know, I was in for a good ride. And then I just started getting irritated with people. Yeah. Um, Jess says, I am a big Joanna Shoot fan, and I especially loved the Uptown Girls series. Such great historical romances. Sadly, the heiress hunt was just okay for me. The conflict between Harrison and Maddie, both in the past and present, could have been avoided if they, mainly Harrison, had talked with each other. Also, I felt like the book was really divided. Yeah. The first half, a Newport bachelor-style house party, and the second half, a newfound marriage in New York City with some tennis, and I don't think the halves meshed well. Yeah, I would agree with that, that, and I think that's what I'm saying when it's like the, the two halves are like really disjointed is because they're very two distinct, very hot, like halves. And then like, I feel completely differently about right. both of them. Um, well, and it stands back to, I mean, it goes back to, you know, the way she acts at the house party is completely different than the way she acts yeah. as a married wife. Yeah. And so it, it's not very, they don't mesh well. Yes. Um, Jess continues. Something just didn't gel for me. And like Sarah just said, I was more interested in the side characters than in Harrison and Maddie, which gives me hope that the upcoming books in the series will be awesome. Kit's book is a kissing lessons book. Squee. Yeah, I do like those. Those are especially in a historical. We like those. Um, One thing that I really liked though, is having a hero who has just gone for the heroine and loves her long before she loves him. So overall, this book was just okay for me, but I am looking forward to upcoming books in the series. Yeah. I usually I, do love unrequited love, especially on the guy's part, you know? Yeah. That's like what I was saying. I There's every component of like the basic premise structure. I was totally on board with like the tropes that are here, totally on board with. Um, I just did not love execution of said yeah. tropes. Um, because, and I think that's what we're talking about when, like we say at the onset before the house party, I was totally on board because I was like, oh, he's been in love with her this whole time and wants to go win her. Like, yeah, sign me up. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Execution was a little lacking. Uh, Nina says, I love Joanna Shoup's books, but this was just a like for me because of the hero. He was so immature and never showed true growth. Yeah. I loved, by the way, you guys, I haven't read any of the comments this time and you guys are just like. I know I haven't either everything we said. and it's just like it's going hand in hand with what we've been saying yeah um she said he was so immature and never showed true growth I loved Maddie she was a very unique interesting character but Harrison didn't deserve her uh he kept lying to her and keeping secrets from her he had some growing up to do to prove that he was truly worthy of her slightly agree to disagree she really bugged me in that second half um but I I concur that he was lacking and needed to grow up both of them needed to grow up though, I think. Yeah. Um, and then finally, Shannon says, I wasn't sure what to make of an American historical and was intrigued by the opportunity to compare it to a Victorian historical. I enjoyed the less formality of the character and interactions, although I questioned some of the ideals in this book as being too modern for the time and more put in to appeal to a modern day reader. Nailed it. 
Yep. I adored Harrison and his devotion to Maddie. I loved the way he was out to win her no matter what. It was enjoyable to watch the lengths to which he would go. Maddie was very frustrating to me. She seemed awfully forward thinking for someone out to play for the highest prize in the marriage market. In the end, I loved the sweetness of Harrison's love of Maddie and how he sought to make everything so perfect for her. Even in the bedroom, he was so attentive to her and her needs. Their antics inside and outside the bedroom make for fun and frisky reading. I liked Kit's character the most and think he was a great friend to both Harrison and Maddie. I hope the next book in the series is his book or Maddie's friend Nellie. I love uh, her defying society and embracing scan or in scandal ways. One thing I would have liked more of a reveal of of a reveal with his family. Yeah. In particular, his old crone of a mother. She deserved what was coming to her. I guess I'm just have to be satisfied with just their HEA. Um yeah, like I said, you don't even hear what happens with his mother. Yeah. The um uh, I was gonna make a really important point and now I can't remember what it was. <laughs> um oh the whole thing with the house party, it could have been so cute and charming the way I mean there could have been a lot of fun, funny antics that happened at the house party with him trying to win. And it just turns out him acting like a dick to, you know, this guy. And that's and not I gonna win of, anybody I, over. I did kind of like the component of like everybody kind of started helping him win her. And win I think her, yeah. We could have had some more fun with that of like people trying to like get them alone together. Um, even though I didn't always necessarily think he was deserving of that. Um, but I thought that could have been kind of cute and fun. Uh, to have more of that but also like at that point I was fine if the party was going to end I don't know (laughs) um yeah so that's kind of again I we say this every time I've really been like railing on this book I didn't hate this book I didn't not like this book I still did enjoy reading it I just it was just kind of a it was a like for me. Yeah. The, um, like I said, I really like, like, well, like you were saying, all the tropes, it had a lot of things in it that we like, but we just didn't like those, the main characters, I think is really the yeah. bottom line. But totally, like, I will, especially if I hear that they're good, I will definitely, like, want to check out the rest of the series because yeah, I really like the promise of all the other characters. Um, and I like Joanna Shoup's writing, so... yeah. Likewise. And so I'm not, you know, I'm hopeful for the series, but did not love the first introduction, I guess, is where I land on this one. And it sounds like you do too. And it sounds like a lot of, a lot of you feel that way. (laughs) Um, So those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on The Heiress Hunt by Joanna Shoup. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Not Your Mom's Rom, our subreddit, Not Your Mom's subreddit, or you can email us at NotYourMom'sRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On April 19th, we'll be discussing Shipped by Angie Hockman. Um, remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave your review on any of those platforms because it helps the show and we just love to read them. Uh, all right, Mom. All right, Ellen. Hey, have a good time on your vacation. Thanks. We have been having a delightful time thus far, so... Yeah. I'll expect more pictures. Okay. I'll Bye. Bye. Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.